It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by true car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill, plus take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed, and together, we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. The available AKG 36-speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360-degree sound. Not just here or here, but everywhere. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. For listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Hello and welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. Yes, it is I, yours truly, Stephen Jodorand. With me, I'm McAfee, Jake Watroba. And on today's episode, we're talking about Bruce Arena and the New England Revolution. But before we even get to that, make sure you follow us on the Twitter machine at Uncle Sam's Soccer Pod. Hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star review. Find us on any major podcast platform. And... Jake, Game of Thrones, everyone's talking about it. And how can we not talk about Game of Thrones? I love it. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. Every every radio show talks about it the Monday after each episode. This would be podcast. the Tuesday after. So Tuesday after, it's okay. Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, totally yeah, let's talk about it. I don't I don't care. I don't want to hear about Game of Thrones. I this is the this is the one time in this podcast we'll ever mention Game of Thrones. No, actually, none of if, let, let's take a poll of the show. Everyone who works at the Uncle Sam Soccer Podcast, how many of us have watched more than two minutes of Game of Thrones? Not I. Um, I honestly have not watched more than two seconds of Game of Thrones. I've not watched a single second. Jake. I also have not watched a single second Good. of the Game show. Game of Thrones. There's our hot take of Game of Thrones. Whatever happened, happened. Good. Tweet at us. Hate us. I don't care. Armand, how are we doing? Um, I'm doing great, to be honest with you, but my day was made a little bit better uh, as, you know, as an MLS beat writer. So let me give you all a little, a little you know, live look at what I do as an MLS beat writer. Uh, sometimes you stare at the standings for a really long time, like a, a really long time. And I was staring at the standings. Uh, a couple days ago after LAC knocked off Dallas uh, again, and they might do it again, record this Sunday, so we'll see what happens. And I saw that LAFC, at the time of this recording, is sitting on 30 points. Can any of you guys guess how many points the Rapids have? Well, I'll, you guys don't have to guess, but um, tell me. If, since I know this, but when you had originally asked us, I thought they would be at you know 12 14 points somewhere on there. I know they suck, but win a couple of games, get a couple of draws, and then take a ton of L's. They have two points. Wow. How do you have two points? Too bad there's no relegation. Oh, oh 
Um, two points. I guess we can, ofi- I guess we can officially tag the show with a pro well for USA. I guess we could. Armand, you called the Colorado Rapids an interesting team to follow. What your take has clearly been terrible there. I think we got to time arrest out, time you. Out. No, 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 time out, time out, time out. Say less, say less. That interesting doesn't mean they have to be good or bad. Interesting is pretty neutral. No, 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 Jake. When somebody says neutral. interesting Jake. is neutral, Jake knows what's up. Jake no, knows what's up. No, it's if you neutral. call an interesting Nobody... team. Nobody finds a dumpster fire interesting to watch. Okay, <laughs> Dude, they are you, interesting to watch. You no. sat there and you, come on, man. You no. were all pumped up after like their their three three tie to Portland too when they were down a man. You and I had they're interesting. Uh, they're not interesting. There's they nothing interesting. They're a dumpster fire. What is right, interesting you know about what? dumpster fire? You know they're gonna lose. Look at they have lost damn near every single <laughs> match they've played this year, all but two. There is nothing interesting about that team. There's a lot interesting about that team. They could be better. They're like the most interesting situation. That's not. Like, that's not. How not are they the much. most interesting situation? All right, all right, all right. I know this is a Arena centric podcast for today, but they're the most interesting team for multiple reasons. One, they're gonna have all three DP spots open. Two, they have the flexibility to hire a new coach. Three, they've assembled a pretty good young core of MLS players. Four, Anthony Hudson was a really bad, bad coach. I don't know if I said this on the record, but I said he probably might get fired halfway through the season if they don't turn it or if they don't get solid results. An, so an interesting right. team. And they're, they're interesting. You earmarked. You, you pegged this team to be interesting, and then also said, "By the way, their coaches are going to get fired halfway through the season." <laughs> you, forgot, you forgot the fifth bullet point. You forgot the fifth bullet point. Tim which Howard negates, which re, which negates all the interesting oh, Stan uh, Kroenke's the owner. Yes, yeah, Stan Kroenke's the owner. Okay, well, here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna take over, be owner, and they're gonna be interesting again. Just saying. Yeah, Say right. Less. Armand, Colorado might not pick up another point for another three, at least for three games. They have to play the Galaxy, Columbus, and Philadelphia. Oh, they'll be Columbus. You think they'll be Columbus? I mean, I'll just kind of stick with the narrative of uh, the Columbus hate on the show. So, oh, hey, uh, I pegged yeah. I pegged Columbus Crew as my most interesting team to watch this season. So, so we just like watching dumpster fires. I kind of enjoy it. I mean, look, now I have all this spare time, no school, no nothing. I like I like ESPN Plus dumpster fires. Well, What's speaking of dumpster fire, let's talk about one of the biggest in MLS, and that's the New England Revolution. Guys, when was the last time the New England Revolution were relevant? 2014 when it was the MLS Cup. Oh. Well, yeah. Do you know <laughs> what they've done since they've been runner-up in 2014? Uh, have been a dumpster fire for five consecutive seasons. Yes. Hired Brad Friedel, who was you guys, oh, shut up, whatever, <laughs> of, the, of the season or something like that. Like... Whatever that a stupid award was. The FU award. The FU award. Oh, Brad Friedel, great hire over here. Yeah. Hey, they were, I don't know, fifth yeah, or sixth. Yeah, what a great hire, Brad Friedel. Hey, Oof. at the time, it made Oof. sense. Oof. Put it in the context. Anyway, 2015, they finished fifth. They, they make it to the playoffs. 2016, seventh. 2017, seventh. 2018, eighth in the Eastern Conference. Fail, fail, fail. Now, the New England Revolution have not just finished runner-up once. They finished it. They finished runner-up on five 
different occasions. Five different occasions they could not win silverware. And in fact, they went from 05 to 07, three consecutive fails. They are probably the Buffalo Bills of MLS. So what does being the Buffalo Bills get you? Nothing. Nothing. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you okay? No, no, no. You no. get thirty for thirty. Well, no. You also have crazy tailgate parties before the game. That doesn't happen though. And we all know the Revs are having those. They're crowds of nine thousand people, right? Yeah. This franchise is worse than the Buffalo Bills. This is worse than the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Well, there's that. But they made some interesting news by hiring Bruce Arena. And I want to focus on this hire because people in Boston, at least on the sports radio front, and I think this is a good way of measuring how an MLS team does in a specific market on whether or not the radio hosts are actually talking about it. And the station I listen to, 98.5, the Sports Hub, does not frequently talk about the revolution. But when the news was announced that Bruce Arena would become part of the New England Revolution organization, multiple people said, one, I know who this person is. Two, the name is worthy of speaking about it. So Bruce Arena has some sort of weight in the minds of U.S. sports fans. And three, some of them actually questioned the hire based on Bruce Arena's failure in 2018 or Failure to get the U.S. men's national team to the 2018 World Cup. Guys, this hire of Bruce Arena is fascinating, which leads us to the question of the day. Is this Bruce Arena's opportunity to salvage his legacy? (laughs) No. To save save the the New England Revolution from being uh, a dumpster fire? No, I don't think so. That's a good call, Chief. And what yeah. is what 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 does he need to do? Win win some MLS cups with them? Okay, so how <laughs> many okay, so how many MLS cups do you uh value missing the World Cup? Like well, eight? I mean, that's a good question. I, I listeners tweet us on Sam Soccer Pod question of the day. Is this Bruce Arena's opportunity to save or salvage his legacy? I don't know. Armand, Bruce Arena is the only coach to win MLS Cup. Five times. Three times with the Galaxy, twice with DC. Highest winning percentage in MLS. All-time playoff wins. So won the three three times the Supporter Shield, third most times. And second all-time in wins, 202 wins. My take, and this might surprise you guys, I actually really like the hire of uh, Arena. Look, the 2018, I, I think I also said this in the show too, 2018 – uh, failure was a disaster, whatever. Shouldn't be allowed to coach anything, you know. I guess me allowed. Shouldn't be considered to coach anything in the international realm. But MLS-wise, dude, Bruce Arena's killed MLS. Bruce Arena is the guy for MLS. And if you want, you know, someone who has a who has a proven track record, who can show, hey, look, like I can get, I can establish an identity and get a team playing some way, somehow, like. Look, the revolution just are looking like out of sorts. I just get them on the right path and then, you know, start looking at those DPs and stuff like that. But look, they don't have an identity right now. Their old coach basically said they have no pressure and they should have fans by their cars waiting to beat them up. Uh, look, they need 
someone that has experience and can write the ship the right way. I think Arena, and you know what's scary? I'm getting flashbacks to when we're talking about Arena getting hired. I'll say almost the same exact thing for the men's national team. Jesus Christ, man. This is kind of like a like a damage control guy. You just got calling for damage control or something like that. Hey, Bruce, we need you real quick. Uh, can you come fix up this crappy situation we have right now? My goodness. I, I, I like it, but I don't know what tangent I was going to write there, but I like it. I like to hire. You like, like to hire, but... I do. But what specifically do you think Bruce Arena is going to change? The culture, the identity of that club. What culture identity of the club have right now? As like a team under Brad Friedel? Nothing. Losing. There were There's losers. Nothing. Losing. He, they need, he need, and look, the East is weak. They can still get into the playoffs. We've seen it. Seattle was in what, like last place? And... You know, with the signing of, like, I think it was Lodero, uh, they worked their way up and ended up making the MLS Cup. Look, the East is a crap shoot, as we always say. Why why, why can't Arena get them to the playoffs, maybe a 6-7 seed or something along those lines, and then you just go on from there? Like, that, that, I think that would be a success, especially with how bad they've been uh, recently. And, you know, you can kind of change up and, you know, help establish the reputation. Maybe... Maybe Arena can be the guy to put the pressure on the crafts and say, look, like, I'm a big-name coach. Like, I don't want to play in this stupid turf field. Like, let's get going on the stand. Let's push it. I know it might be a little bizarre sound. Let's go push for new players. But Arena doesn't take crap. Arena can leave right now and be fine. He doesn't need this job. Do you really think he needs this job? As me and Jake say, it's not going to change his legacy. He missed the World Cup. Like, the, only, the reason why he's doing because he yeah, wants to challenge. Yeah, but if he could take the New England it. Revolution from crap to an important franchise or important club, from crap to an important club in MLS, do you think that kind of not kind of coats the the failure of 2018? No, no, because they're two they're two different they're two separate things, right? I, I don't I don't consider club and international the same thing, and I, I would I would consider coaches coaches career. Excuse me, he. He did well internationally. He also failed. Remember in 2002, he made it to the quarterfinals. In 2018, they missed the World. They missed the World Cup. I guess that that failure kind of outdoes them making the quarterfinals. So I guess you could call his international coaching career a failure. But as an MLS coach, Bruce Arena has been amazing in MLS. And look, maybe you guys are shocked. I'm speaking so highly of a guy that has led to a World Cup, led, led to us missing a World Cup. But if you can write the ship, write the passage. Get them into the playoffs. Get some signings. Maybe turn this to a respectable franchise instead of one that sits that has nine thousand fans sitting outside. Like, why not? Why wouldn't this be a good hire? Doesn't this kind of feel like he took this job because it comes with the least amount of pressure of any of the available jobs in MLS? Well, watch. You take Colorado's and earn that two points. <laughs> no, I, I I get that. I get that. But doesn't that isn't that what this feels like? That you know he just needs to get the revolution back to just being competent again. Is this not the crafts going out there going like, well, rather than spending money on a roster, let's just hire a big name coach and then you know smooth over the problems. Well, that's what I mean, it seems but, like. But will it smooth over the problems? Like, I mean, it, I that's that that's the question I want to ask. Is is look. If Arena comes in and let's say they, they, they're, they're not good, they're not attracting anything, whatever, I mean, there's no problem solved, right? Armand, wait, pause there for a second. Because what is the remain? What is the last memory of Bruce Arena in MLS? 
is it a good or bad one? And I think that's that's an important thought or or important take because what he did with the U.S. men's national team, you, you could make the argument saying, look, Bruce Arena started on the back foot. You blame the players in Trinidad and Tobago. He he set them up well in Mexico. There there's some blame for Bruce Arena, but you could argue as an agent he's not the worst. Look at all of what he's done. But if you're a player, you got to look at what he did last in MLS, whether or not it was successful. He was in charge of the Galaxy from 2008 to 2016, and in that last 2016 season, the Galaxy finished third in the Western Conference. Eight points behind FC Dallas. <laughs> Why do you make that noise? It's just, it's just, it's just funny, okay? Just Doesn't that Dallas is good? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Galaxy made it to the conference semifinals before losing to the Colorado Rapids on penalties. That was the year that Seattle went on to beat Toronto in MLS Cup. So Bruce Arena's legacy in MLS is not only successful, but the, the last part of his legacy, the, what people remember, what is most recent, is success. So how does this translate to an organization where the owners seem to treat the New England Revolution as nothing, as something they put their money in and they just look at it every six months to see how it's doing. And if it's not decreasing, they say, you know what? Not a bad investment. Think about it. 8% television growth in MLS in the span of a couple of years. Talked about that last couple of weeks. I am not too sure what Bruce Arena can do with the New England Revolution. Yeah, it's a great name. But um, uh, unless there is actual ownership change in the organization, the New England Revolution will be maybe go up in the standings a couple positions because tactically Bruce Arena is somewhat aware of what's going to happen. But Jake, let me ask you, Bruce Arena, what do you think he's going to do with the New England Revolution? Apart from there being change in the way the front office works with talent acquisition. I I guess I would think he would make them competent. They're not going to have the budget that the LA Galaxy he had when he was there. They're not going to go out and get the David Beckhams of the world or uh, you know any 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 kind of you know big name DP. I don't think. When have the Crafts demonstrated that they're willing to do that? So for me, it's hard for me to sit here and think that you know Bruce Arena, the pedigree he has within MLS, is just going to carry over to the New England Revolution, and all of a sudden they're going to start rattling off. MLS Cup wins over the next couple of years. I, I don't see it. I, I think the goal here is... This is also not, long-term. Not make... This is a long-term plan with Bruce Arena. This is not one or two years. This has to be three or four or five years. It okay, has to great. Be. But but even still, if, even if he has the long-term... Uh, if he has a promise for, you know, he's going to be the, the guy long-term at uh, with, with the revolution... We, you know, I know, Armand knows the crafts aren't going to give him a, a big budget to play with. What about the report that appeared in Nesson 
regarding there being some sort of, or actually it was Stayskull's reporting. Now I'm reading from the Nesson article, I'm quoting Stayskull. But one of his sources told him, quote, architectural plans for near com- are near completion and that the Revs would be ready to break ground on a stadium shortly after receiving approval should it come. How long have we been talking about the revolution somehow finalizing a plan for a stadium or how the crafts have been looking or how that that part of the city has turned them down? I mean, unless... Do you not think this Bruce Arena hire is either one way to say, look, the Crafts have no idea what they're doing. They're just hiring a big name to try to figure out all of their problems. Or is it the latter in which it's Bruce Arena's getting hired because the revolution are planning for big things in the next couple of years. And that involves building a soccer-specific stadium near downtown Boston or somewhere closer to downtown Boston. This feels like to me that the crafts, <laughs> uh, they know who Bruce Arena is. They're aware of who he is. They go, hey, we've heard of this guy. Let's just bring him in. He's won before. This should, this will fix itself. Like that's that's what it feels like. Do you really think? Do you really think the crafts did their due diligence and were turning over every stone to you know interview every possible pres- person for the the GM position and the and the coaching position? Do you really think they were? really you know rolling their sleeves up and 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 hitting the ground and 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 doing these interviews or do you think they just saw bruce arena let's just bring that guy in that's just easier i would not be shocked if it comes out that like don garber recommended bruce arena to the crafts (laughs) wow uh armand which is it do you think the crafts have a bigger plan in mind here with the bruce arena hire it's hard not to read into it Look, I honestly, do you guys think Arena would have accepted it if the crafts were like, "Hey, look, uh, we're gonna give you like a limited budget, this, that." Do you think he would have accepted it and gotten out and gotten out of like whatever the hell he was doing? I mean, maybe. I mean, look at the last GM. He look how long the last GM lasted, and with how bad the team has been. I, I don't think there's so. no think pressure. Was, I, there's no pressure. Think, well, then, I, I mean, but that, that's pressure, a fair point. I think Armand. Armand raises a great point. Would Bruce Arena hire if there were conditions, or does he have free range? And does Bruce Arena know something that 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 is working or that is in the pipeline that might not come for to fruition? Necess, uh, not necessarily this year, but maybe in eighteen months' time, they break break ground on a new stadium. The reason why I ask this is because Bruce Arena doesn't need the money. He's already openly mentioned he doesn't care about the legacy. He just wants to get back into it because he enjoys it. If you don't care about the money and you want to come back to enjoy it, you'll want to come back to a job that you hate, right? Look, if the revolution are at what they're at right now and they continue this trend, he's going to hate it and he'll leave. He'll leave on his own accord. But I feel like there's something else, and maybe this is me being the optimist, the MLS optimist of the day or something like that. I think there's something else. I think that the revolution are saying, look, we want to give you more power, more this, more that. We'll, we'll, we'll increase our, our checkings a little bit too, our savings. We'll, we'll go into our savings a little bit. We're going to spend a little bit more. And that, and I think everyone's like, well, look, like I get that. I get full reen. I can – and he's he said this on the Extra Time Radio with uh, Andrew Wiebe. 
He was like, I might, I, I'm, I'll open the giving up on the roles in the future. Maybe I'll be in the front office. Maybe I'll be just a coach or just a front office. It's a very interesting hire. I think it's more than the surface than many people think. Um, and I think that either this is the next step in the revolution going into MLS 3.0, or it's the next step to, M, uh, to revolution going to MLS 1.0. Like, this is a franchise at crossroads right now. Because they don't have a stadium, their drawing is trash, their team is not good, not entertaining to watch. They're a, they're basically ignored in the, I guess Boston, Steve but in the Boston area. They want to be a part of the little title thing that Stephen always talks to us about, Jake. The oh, the Bruins, oh, the Red Sox, the Celtics, the Pats. They want to be involved in that. How do you, how do you get involved? In that get relevant. Start spending. And you know, stop pl- and you know, increase the chickens with play some entertaining football. Come on. What I'm saying is, why now? Why all of a sudden did the light bulb click for the craft said, "Hey, we got to spend money. Hey, we got to do this. Hey, we got to do that." Well, why if, if we're going, ago? if we're going conspiracy, Ted here, maybe MLS has said we're looking at promotion and relegation. And the crafts were like, "Crap, we can't have our team relegated." Okay, you you really took. Oh it yeah, you really together. yeah you really that, took, yeah that yeah. was. That Pro was Real. not what we're looking at. Now we can officially uh, hashtag the show promo for USA. Uh, <laughs> congratulations. Uh, we hit that quota uh, for podcasts. Uh, why now? Because I think MLS is entering an age where it's like, hey, look, like, what are we doing? And I think the crafts are starting to notice, look, you, you, you invest in things, but your investment would be terrible, man. 9,000 at a game or 10 or 11 or 12, these are terrible numbers. Like, something has to change. And look, Jake, you're right, it's a good point. But let's think about what, what the events have transpired, right? The fire getting out of Ridgeview. That was problem number one. What's problem number two? The revolution. I think this was a, the next thing for MLS to solve its original problem. So, Armand here, pure of speculation. It's not like you have inside yeah, knowledge. Yeah, I'm spitballing. You're spitballing, spitballing quote-unquote, Taylor Twillman here. Um, you genuinely think there's m- – speculating here you really think this is this hire it has to do with there's bigger plans ahead for the new england revolution and this is not this is step one and it might not this bigger plans might not be tomorrow but maybe in in a year or 18 months time now that we hear that the team wants to spend more money and maybe there's that stadium plans that are actually drawn up they buy the money or they buy the lot they have the money here on the table, and the stadium comes to light in five years' time. It has to. It has to because uh, because Bruce Hurd doesn't take crap. And look, he he's inherited he's inherited something that's a little bit, a little bit mess. Maybe not a stadium, but on the field, I would expect something. And if not, I would be shocked. I would one hundred percent be shocked. All right, it's well, just pure speculation. There you have it. Uh, question of the day, listeners, at Unc Sam Soccer Pod. Is this Bruce Arena's opportunity to salvage his legacy? I think it's a fair question to ask. Give us your thoughts there. Uh, Jake, I'm going to give you the last question here to answer for us regarding the revolution. What do you think is more plausible? The revolution getting a stadium or the revolution putting a team on the pitch to compete for a top seed in the Eastern Conference? Not necessarily this year, but say next season. Oh my god, that's a tough one because you're basically asking me if the crafts will spend money. Well, uh, I think a competent team is a lot cheaper 
than a $200 million stadium in downtown Boston or wherever. So I'm going to go with a better team on the field. Yeah. Armand, you, uh, you agree there? Yep, 100%. All right, there you have it. Listeners, go back, listen to yesterday's episode. We talked about the Gold Cup with Yahoo Sports contributor, U.S. Men's National Team insider, Doug McIntyre. Give us a follow at Pod. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review at Jake Watroba for the hottest takes for your FC Dallas beat coverage. Probably the best in the nation regarding FC Dallas at Armand Kafai and follows yours truly. At Stephen Jodrant. Until next time. With Metro and the best deal in wireless, you can rule your day. Get two lines with 5G access included for just $35 a month per line. Period. With taxes and regulatory fees included every month. All on America's largest 5G network at no extra charge. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day. Requires auto pay. First month is $40 per line for two lines. 5G access requires capable device. Coverage not available in some areas. See Metro by T-Mobile.com or store for details. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound. Not just here or here, but everywhere. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving.